0: Hey, it's Paul. This weekend on CityCast Denver, we've got another local podcast recommendation from my friend Barry. And in case you missed the last one, let me tell you a little bit more about her. For one, she runs Podcasts in Color, the largest database of podcasts created by people of color in the world. And for two, she gets it. Podcasts are the best. Each one is a window into a different world. So every month or so, we bring Barry on to give us a peek into a different corner of Denver through a different local podcast. So in a minute, you're going to hear Barry's recommendation this month with our regular host, Bree, and then the episode that she picked, which you should know is pretty explicit this time. So you've been warned.
1: So we're talking podcast recommendations, and I know you've got another podcast to recommend for us, Barry. Um, Tell us about the show you're going to talk
2: about. So it's called Bangin' and Slangin'?
1: Their podcast is called Bangin' and Slangin'? Yes. I think that they um, added me on Instagram, and I was like, oh, these gals look cool.
2: They're nice. You know, I love adults that talk about weed with no shame, so um, I'm always going to (laughs) gravitate towards people like that.
1: So they're cool, local women talking about weed. Which I would have to say is not the most common thing that you find in cannabis podcasts.
2: No, it's usually men I've found, or like a business type thing, but it's usually been men.
1: So what what is what makes their podcast unique, or what what did you like about about banging and slanging?
2: One thing I like about podcasts is like, um, people telling personal stories or connecting to friends. And like, I'm like, we don't all have to be professional or, you know, contribute to being the greatest people or, you know, the great things in podcasting, but like just talking to your friends and letting people know the circle around you. I like that part of podcasting. So I'm like, I just want to know dope people. So (laughs) that's what I think they put on their podcast.
1: Is there just some dope people talking about hanging out or being with their experience in the world.
2: Their experience in the world, like how they connect to it. And I think I'm almost 40. Um I tell people I like people that get to know themselves and that's what this podcast felt like. People who know themselves and getting to like talking to other people who have knowledge of themselves. Can you tell us about this
1: episode in particular that you've picked out of Bangin and Slangin?
2: The episode I picked out was Be Selfish, um from February of this year. And I'm of course, as 40, looking at people that have done something in their 20s um, and are trying something different in their 30s or open to relearning something different, not feeling like that's just my career path because I chose it. So I, I, I love that because I'm like, that's how I've always felt. Like I always was like, I'm lost. I'm lost. But there is still time to choose something and be something.
1: <laughs> so you feel like this podcast, one of the hosts was talking about that very experience.
2: Um, Kira, the guest, um, was talking about oh, the that guest. experience. Yes. So she shared her experience of being in the army, I wanna say that's which one it was, um, the army, but like coming out of to it and now she's a life coach. Um, and like the switch of that and how she had to handle that mentally because of army, she said, kind of felt like blocked her off and it's kind of like learning a lesson, learning how to stay like in what someone else's control. And she kind of learned outside of that, like I can have control over myself um, and I don't necessarily need other people yelling at me to have some sort of mind control over myself. <laughs>
1: cool cool okay so the podcast recommendation this time around is for a podcast called banging and slanging and it's two women that are talking about their lives and especially we've got some conversations about cannabis which again like we said is not necessarily the podcast thing you hear from the women women's perspective so often
2: yes so yeah I liked it the energy of it I'm really um I'm starting to use that word more the energy of it I felt good (laughs) Um, Yeah, the energy they put off when you're listening to it—it's like, okay, this is calming. This is good. I like this. So,
1: yeah, or if it's infectious or grabs you or makes you want to listen more because you like the way that they sound, like they're having a good time. You know? Yes. Thanks, Barry. No problem. There's some brabs in this house.
3: There's some brabs in this house. 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 There's some brabs. Cause in you're this
0: fucking house. with There's some broke ass, ass bitches.
3: What up, y'all? It's your host, the Butcher. You already know it's K phone. And today we have a very
0: special guest. Um, We'd like to welcome Kira. Hello, 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 guys. What's up? Um, We're going to be diving into just a whole bunch of awesomeness today. Um, But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and,
4: yeah. Okay, well, I am a life coach. I just started my business last year. It's a, um, a business that I came to realize is my purpose, but a business that I feel like I've been doing all my life. And when I say I've been doing it all my life, I've been like this positive person in everybody else's life. But I came to realize that I needed to be that positive person for myself. So once I realized that I needed to be the positive person for myself, I realized what the hell it is that I needed to be doing for my life. So um, and that is entrepreneurship. And I knew for sure that That was the goal and that was the path for me and nine to five jobs and being in the military just was not it. (laughs) And so, um, but I love helping people and I love talking to people and yeah, I just love seeing people um, be the best for themselves mostly and then be themselves for other people around them. Mm.
0: That's beautiful because that's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. with just where we are as, like, young people and how our society is going with all of the social media and stuff like that, it is it is really hard to be yourself and, mm-hmm. like, know who who the hell you are. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck is going
4: on anymore. <laughs> like, who am I? Where am I? What the fuck is that? And that is okay. A lot, of people, a lot of people don't even know how to get themselves out of that moment. Like Like, to... To get off of social media and then have to deal with yourself. Like, how do you make yourself laugh? How do you make mm. yourself happy? How do you masturbate without thinking about anybody else but yourself? <laughs> Never done it. That's, now that, that you're, that you're it. saying it, I'm you like, know, how have know. I ever even... Like, you start crushing on yourself, and that is, like, that's a game changer in life. When you start crushing on yourself, and the self-love starts to, like, seep into... Oof, that's where I'm at. The being, like, besides the person, but the being, the soul, honey. Like, that is different. That's different. And, oh, my gosh. Ooh. I like it here, you know? (laughs) I love it here. Can't get enough.
0: Fuck, yeah. I love that. I mean, I... Mm. Mm. That self-love is just, it is a beautiful place to be. And, yeah, when you start, like, feeling yourself, mm-hmm. it is a whole different type of energy. Yes. like you don't give a
4: fuck about what anybody else has to say about you. Like, yeah. I don't care. I care. I care about how I'm presented because I never want to come off wrong or, like, you know, like, you know, taking, making somebody else feel like as if they're 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 less than or bad or it, like you know any negative feeling, but I just like speak what's on my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I like like I told you earlier, I was like, you have a banging ass body. Like you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Like I just love. I I want people to feel what I feel. You know what I mean? And I feel like everybody should should want that for other people. Like stop being a hater. Stop. Oh. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not bring the hate and energy into any any place we go to. Like let's be let's be real about our feelings and be real about be vulnerable. Period. Mm. Mm. And yeah. stand in it. Like don't take shit back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't take it back because sometimes we get angry. And we say some stuff that we don't mean, but that's like seriously, you meant that at some point, <laughs> you know what I mean, right but, you've been holding that shit in, yeah, I know you've been wanting to say this for a while. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a huge advocate of not holding anything in. I'm not holding anything in at all anymore. and how
0: how do you even how do you do that like how did you get to that place,
4: man, um, when I was little. Um, oof. when I was little, my mom, she was, uh, she was a single mom, single black mother. Um, she had a lot of stuff on her mind and she had a lot of stuff that she was dealing with and probably still do. Um, but I was the baby with me. It was me and my brother. My brother is like five and a half years older than me. And my mom is as strong and as powerful as she is. <laughs> she would like, I couldn't talk back. I couldn't, like, I wasn't the type of, I wasn't the type of kid that just spoke what was on their mind because I was always scared to, and I think that fear seeped into me to just bottle everything up, and I had multiple moments that I was just like, I'm tired of being here, <laughs> like,
2: mm. I don't want to
4: be here anymore, I got bullied, I would fight my way out of situations, still get, get, still get suspended, and I was never able to speak up for myself, Then I went into the military when I was 18, thinking I was like going to leave home and I'm going to be this independent person. Well, I was this independent person, but I was still under this hierarchy of people just telling me who I am and what I'm going to do. And I just never understood, how are you going to tell me to be a good leader? But you're not a good leader. You don't know yourself. So what's the difference between me and you? Like, how am I gonna find like a a good a good like medium for myself? And I had to find myself in order to find my voice to speak up on what was going on. Because in the military, there was a lot of people uh, just treating other 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 soldiers wrong, and they would talk bad about them and then tell them what to do. And then the things that they would tell them to do, the, the they would be doing the same thing. It's like, do as I say, yeah, not, not as, as I, I do. do. Exactly. <laughs> that <laughs> exactly. Angel thing, yeah. exactly. So I ended up being a voice for those people. And just like I've always been like speaking up for other people, but I never spoke up for myself. And finally, I had to get to the point where I was speaking up for myself. And nobody liked it, but I loved it.
2: Mm. And
4: I got it off my chest. And I was like, if I can go home and feel this happy, or at least get some happiness out of... Just saying what's on my mind, then I got to keep on doing this. So it was just like baby steps, baby steps. Slowly but surely, I was like, you're not going to tell me to do this when you were just doing this yesterday or two minutes ago. (laughs) Right. And slowly but surely, I just started talking more.
1: Mm. Yeah.
4: So
0: what was your motivation or push to join the military?
4: To get the hell away from Miami.
2: (laughs) Really? I wanted
4: to get away from Miami. I was shackled to the house. Like, I didn't even go out. Like, prom night, I went out because I had this boyfriend that, mind you, we still talk to this day. I love him. Um, And he, uh, we basically just hung out by ourselves. Like, I didn't go to prom I wasn't supposed to go to any parties. I didn't go to any parties all throughout my school career. Like, I was shackled. Like, even even when I was in the military, people would be like, oh, I'm going to uh, Miami. Like, where should I go? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so I went to my first duty station was Hawaii. And I think I, like... I soaked in it. I was so happy <laughs> to be able to go out and right. do what I wanted to do. And but I just wanted that freedom. I wanted that freedom, and I didn't want anybody to be able to knock on my door and say, "Hey, Kira, we're visited." Like, no, <laughs> no. I'm this visiting. is a whole commitment. Yeah. If you want to come see me, Girl, exactly, you gotta save up a little bit, and you have to let me know that you're coming. <laughs> so it's just like. So that was that was my motivation for leaving because I just wanted to get the hell away from home. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what was it from being like
3: 18, not really being able to do much, mm-hmm. to being in a whole nother state by yourself, <laughs> like in the real
4: ass adult ass world? Man. Mm. First of all, I was just happy that the fact that I was getting paid. <laughs> so, I was getting paid. So that was one thing I didn't have to worry about. Um, but being alone sucked. It sucked because as much as I would say, like, I can't wait to leave home. I can't wait to be away from my mom. I missed her the most out of everybody. When I went to basic training, she was the main person that wrote me letters. My friends, they didn't really write me letters. I got one letter from my two bestest friends in the, in the world um and but I appreciated it I just wish that people would have shown their love to me a lot more than I thought they did and then my boyfriend at the time when I went into the military we stayed we stayed together and um he was writing me letters but I didn't get his letters until like the sixth week and it was like a backup of letters so this whole time you're not supposed to have your phone so you can't call anybody and I'm thinking he broke up with me like but oh, shit. And I'm like freaking out I didn't get any letters from anybody I only, The only person I got letters from was my mom And we, She said sorry She apologized mm. Because it was I I grew up in not only physical abuse But it was mental It was emotional And my mom she didn't know Any other way So I can't even say like you know I, I hate you for it or whatever the case I just wanted to get the hell away from there Yeah <laughs> So, but it was really lonely being there in Hawaii by myself.
3: I can believe it. I have lived in, like, a different state where I didn't know anyone. And yeah, it's fucking hard. You're yeah. like, oh, shit, it sounds so good. Like, the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. And then you get there, and you're alone with your thoughts. it's <laughs> <That's laughs> exactly. like, fuck. Like, exactly. When I moved, I was not in the best spot. I mean, I needed to do it. Like, I really think I needed to go and be separate from anything and everyone I've ever known and like really fucking sit with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is lonely. You're like, dang. And meeting new people is exhausting. It is exhausting when you're in a new place, new job, knew everything than having to have like honestly the same conversation Uh, with every person you meet seriously like sometimes you just want to like vent and Mm -hmm. be like you know what today sucked and you can't (laughs) go to someone who they're like how was your day It's fucking horrible (laughs) exactly i want to cry but
4: this is the thing though a lot of people get into new spaces and they feel like as if they have to fit in and that's how it was in the military. You're wearing the same uniform. You know what I mean? You want, you're around these people all the time for the next three years. So, okay, let me try to fit myself in to some way, see if we have something in common. So now we find something in common. Okay, we both curse. So now everybody is cursing ah, yes. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Everybody's fighting curse words. Like, and it was it was exhausting. It was draining. But... We, When you first come into the military um, and not being married or having kids or anything like that, they put you in this barracks room, and you're in this box for literally, like, by yourself. Sometimes you have a roommate, but I was lucky enough to have my own room, but I shared a bathroom with somebody, so we had connected rooms. And that was good. That was awesome. But then you go into the bathroom, and they leave all their hair in there, and you're like, oh, let me... Oh. Let me introduce myself <laughs> to this girl and let her know, like, hey, um, when do you want to clean the bathroom? Because uh, I just cleaned it yesterday. <laughs> you didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. But being in that box, in that barracks room, that changed everything for me. Like, I cried so hard in that room. I felt like, at one point, I felt like as if the walls were closing in on me. And because it was just so small, and it was my first time ever been away from home six hour difference too, so whenever I get out of work, my friend my mom is sleeping, my friends are about to like go out or something like that, and I can't go anywhere. I don't have any friends here yet, so it was bad. <laughs> it was bad, but it was a, a huge adjustment
0: that's that is a huge adjustment, and you really like went from like zero to one hundred mm-hmm. like. That's a huge change to take. And yeah. I feel like, a, honestly, a lot of people wouldn't have been able to hang with that. Like, I really don't know that much about the military. But are you allowed to just quit the military? No. You, you can't just no. be like, fuck this. Fuck all of you. Fuck you. Fuck you. None no. of you all are cool. Fuck oh <laughs> <God."> you even. <laughs> no,
4: you signed that contract. And you're however, locked long, in. however long that contract is, however long you're staying, whether you like it or not. Ooh, child. (laughs) So, and then, like, think about it. Like, some kids come into the military, they don't know how to wash their clothes. They don't know how to cook. Like, these kids are are about to blow up microwaves because they don't know how to take aluminum foil off of the freaking Tostinos or something like that. Like, and put it in the microwave. Like, that's how bad it is. It's bad. (laughs) As a, as an like,
0: I mean, 18 is... Like, that's still a baby. Like, mm-hmm. that's a baby. And as an adult now, like, older than 18. <laughs> like, I feel bad. 18 is technically an adult, but, like, you're just, You're not, you're a not fuck- grown. No. That's crazy. You're not-, you're not grown. No.
3: I remember thinking I was at 18, and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah.
4: I was so wrong. I don't think I... Completely, like felt like as if I was grown until I was probably like twenty two. (laughs) Yeah, not even twenty one. Like,
3: to be honest with you, for me, it wasn't until like twenty five when I moved out to Denver. Because honestly, I was just doing. I still haven't hit it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: I'm waiting till my thirties. I promise
4: you to come.
0: Um. But do you think that 18 is too young to have gone through what you went through and what other people your age went through in the military? Like, is it a good, like, I don't know. I know it's different for every person. Like, some people really do need that, like, that experience. But ultimately, like, are people leaving their...
4: Like more whole or more hurt in your opinion, in my opinion, it takes good leadership. It takes good selfless leadership, like you have some some there there was some um leadership that there was some leadership that I saw that I was like, "Damn, I wish I had, hmm. but I had some of <laughs> the most hardest people that I've had to deal with. And it was mainly because they were hurt people. Mm. And the problem with the military is that you have these kids come in and come in there, and they're like tough love automatically. But these kids don't know themselves. Like they don't even. And, and I'm not trying to say like the the military should start teaching meditation, although it should be. I think every <laughs> oh, really, it everywhere really should start teaching meditation. <laughs> Seriously, but so many kids feel like as if it's 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 hard to like oh let me let me not tell my nco it's it's like as if you you go into the military thinking that you have more parents because like now i'm not going to tell my parent this or if you, if you're not close to your parents you're automatically thinking that your nco your your um sergeant is going to be like i was in the army so my sergeant was um to me i i don't feel like as if i can tell him everything like they we're not friends <laughs> like if i tell him this he's going to tell this person or but it's all about good leadership. And a, lot of, and a lot of people are lacking the willingness to help others because they got into the military thinking that they were going to get away from their families. But then they get trapped in this whole... Um,
3: You've got a brand new,
4: more I, fucked up family now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's a dysfunctional-ass family. But for like, some way, we have laughs... We have good conversations and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, are you really leading like how you need to? And are you really are you really making decisions out of love versus making decisions out of I need power? And that is the biggest thing. Everybody wants power. But then you have that that whole thing where there's a whole bunch of chiefs and not enough Indians. That's that's it. (laughs) Mm. That's it. And that is so hard to tackle and be a part of when you want to be that chief one day, but you're following behind somebody that's an Indian that that's disguised as a chief. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So am I really learning the the real thing? Am I really learning what I what I need to in order for, for life, for the military, for my finances, for everything else? if I'm really not having that good leadership to, like, really take me to that next level. And so... Yeah. I I
3: have played sports. Obviously, I've never been in the military, but I've had to be coached Mm -hmm. by numerous people and even in jobs, you know what I mean, with Mm -hmm. bosses. And what I found is that the bad leaders, although it sucked, like, I did learn certain things. I learned that's how i'm not going to handle not, that situation exactly. like <laughs> this right here not going to be me yeah <laughs> no and also just even with communication mm-hmm. and how do you handle when there's those times of conflict like as a uh, someone in charge like right. are you going to be reactive are you going to point blame mm-hmm. like are you going to make it a teaching moment mm-hmm. like cuz i've been in all Different types of those, and although the ones like at the moment, you know what I mean, it's not more helpful when someone's trying to put blame or like degrade you to make you better, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because it's like you didn't have to be mean to make me better, like we could have skipped all that, but you know what I mean? Like you, you see, okay. And as someone who
4: wants to be a leader or like anything mm-hmm. like that. And then and then take it like your 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 situation, for example, you made it the deci- you made the decision to say, okay, I'm gonna take the bad things from this person and implement it into my life as a more positive thing, right? But what about those people that just look at their leadership and it's like, oh, I'm supposed to follow them, so let me just do the same thing. And they don't know that they start practicing the same toxic habits that everybody else is practicing, and then you become a toxic ass person. So, it's like, mm. nobody teaches rationality. Some people have it. Some people possess it to where, okay, let me think rational about the situation and, and know that this person, okay, she's just probably doing the best for me. Or he's just probably doing, like, you know, saying, saying what's best for me, but he just has his own way. But then you have those people that are like... They really just yelled at me, and I'm ready to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and the, a lot of people aren't taught rationality and how to deal with situations and how to, like... And it's sad. It sucks. Because some people have that and some people don't. And I just wish it was taught a lot more often. And even outside of the military, for the po- the people who are empowered now... <laughs> Like, I just came to the realization, even in politics, like, we're being led by people who are unhealed and really don't know themselves. They love power more than they love self. And how is that coming out of a place of love? How is that coming out of, how How do I trust you to lead me and love me when you don't even love yourself enough to be with your kids or love your wife or your your husband? You know what I mean? And I I think... There's, there needs to be some balance <laughs> yeah, in all of it. And I don't mean to judge or anything like that, but I just know that you're not going to judge me if you're not fully capable of being able to realize your own toxic ass traits. Mm. So,
0: I, oh my gosh, I love what you just said just about like just love and like how we. I don't know, we're just all a bunch of really hurt-ass people just walking around causing a whole bunch of chaos and trauma and more hurt, and, like, I think at some point, like, it's a different points for everybody, but I think that we all do, like, some people, like, have little glimpses of that, like, self-love. And for some it, like, comes earlier in life or later, like, throughout life, and, yeah, it just... Like, yeah, we are never taught to like like self is never first.
4: Mm-mm. You place other people before you, or you put yourself first, and then think about the <laughs> the consequences later, because you've been selfish, that could make you happy in that moment. But what about your friends? What about your family? and but at the same time, when you get to know yourself. The best thing to do is be selfish with your time and be selfish with what is going on. Like when I went through my divorce last year, I had to be really careful about who I talked to. Because if I talk, if I told my friend right then in that moment when I found out that I was cheated on, like they would have been, you need to leave there. You need to go and you need to do this and you need to do that. And then, so now that goes into my ego. That goes into my head. So now I got to think about my thoughts and me being critical of myself and somebody else being critical on me for not leaving. Mm. And then my mom telling me, like, girl. <laughs> mm. She's yelling at me, telling me I need to go. So it, it, it was... Whew. Selfishness. It can, it, there's pros and cons to everything.
2: And there's mm. pros and
4: cons at a different degree. Like, I, I tell people all the time, I feel like every word... Has a different degree to it. Like, you know, you have fear and then they're scared and then there's like freaking. Shit in my pants. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's why we have adjectives. You know what I mean? There's There's a different degree to everything. But selfishness, you have to find the degrees that you're comfortable with. Well, also, I think
3: that society has really shamed people for being selfish. Oh. Mm. Like, think about it. If you hear someone's being selfish, you're like, oh, that person, like. Mm, She's so selfish. Yeah, she's selfish. (laughs) Like, she doesn't give a fuck about you. But honestly, yeah, I think if everyone was more selfish, we'd have less issues because people just put their insecurities Mm -hmm. on other people.
4: Yeah, but then also too, not only, when you're when you're selfish and somebody else feels that you're you're selfish or or whatever the case is, uh, the problem between the two is communication because mm. you're not communicating. The reason why I'm doing this is mm. because I'm this. Like I had to tell my friends so many times, like I would go ghost for two, three months at a time. Because I was just getting into understanding myself and getting into my spirituality, getting into my body, getting into, like, understanding my ego and how to, like, cut that critical ass thinking to not judge myself.
3: God, that is, like, oof. Is that what you are teaching people? Like, I really don't fully
4: understand what a life coach does. So, there's... And... (laughs) When you said that earlier that it, it caught me up because a uh, a life coach for me I don't feel like as if I have the same the same procedures as somebody else would go about their life coaching my passion for it is probably different from the next life coach or whatever it's just like it's just like having a boss a, a good boss at, at one job and then the next boss you have is like a shitty person and they're just there for the money you know what I mean Every life coach has their different things, but when it comes to for me, I like breaking down everybody's lifestyle, your life, period, into six components, and that's wellness. So you have mental health, social health, occupational health, emotional health, physical health, and spiritual health. I break it down into all six. Where do you feel the most comfortable? Where do you not feel the most comfortable? And where, what, what? will make you feel happy if you worked on that right now and you go from there but being the the, way, the reason why I break it down into six compart- components is because you have to be conscious of why you feel this way in that in that area why you feel happy in that area and you have to sit with yourself and realize like why the hell haven't I been happy in this area for so long? Is it because of my childhood? Is it because this one boyfriend I had one time told me I was ugly? <laughs> is it because my mom told me I wasn't going to amount to nothing or this teacher told me I wasn't going to amount to nothing? So now my occupational health is fucked up. I don't feel like as if I can be an entrepreneur because I'm fearful of people telling me that I'm not going to make it. And it, everything that we have brought up to believe whether we like it like it to whether we realize it it seeps into everything that we do and it seeps into our personalities because we've created a habit I don't know if you guys know who um um, Dr. Joe Dispenza is oh my gosh he's like my mentor I call him my mentor him and Tony Robbins and all these other people (laughs) I call them my mentor I learned so much from them but outside of like what I was like you know, studying for myself when I was getting my, my certification. But, um, when he broke down something so, so, so freaking like, it was, he's just like a a God to me sometimes, (laughs) but he says, okay, so I I don't know, I'm going to like summarize it because I can not remember it word for word, but he was like, the belief system that you're brought up into believing, they can, um, they turn into a habit and then as the weeks go by and you're practicing the same habit it starts off as an emotion and then eventually that emotion starts being a habit and then it turns into a personality trait and then you become 65 years old and you realize that you've freaking meant like you've you've practiced the habit of toxicity to the point where you can't take it anymore and you don't know where it's coming from well it came from that seed that you were planted at 5 years old and then you don't realize that that little small seed grew into this big-ass mango tree over 50 years. And now that you're 65 years old, you feel like as if you want to start over and re, re, refresh yourself. And that's why a lot of people feel like as if when they get to 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years old, that this is just me. It's just me, and I can't change my ways because I've practiced it so long. And it's true, it's hard to practice it after years of practicing the same thing. But it's always possible to break a habit. And it's just about making the decision to break that habit. You know what I mean? So, I love the example
3: that you just gave, like, the seed and watering it. And I'm just thinking, even someone, let's say, like, us, like, changing our mindset, we're in our mid-20s, that little seed we planted, like we're planting a new seed right now. And if that's what you water, Mm -hmm. by the time we get to like 70, 80, maybe a hundred, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) having a bunch of people in this world that are okay with themselves and not either in denial or trying to start over because they're like, fuck, I just spent my whole life being an asshole.
4: Like,
3: like, I need to fix this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Yes.
4: And those personality traits, they stem from the smallest thing. The smallest thing. Like, you could be practicing the same thing your grandma told you a long time ago. Like, I have a friend that her mom told her that I'm mean, her, not her mom, but her grandma told her you can never be a chef because you're too lazy. She didn't end up being a chef until she was probably like 26, 27 years old.
0: Damn, she probably was really like holding that in too, and like holding herself back,
4: and and even still, after she started cooking, she was still doubting herself. Mm. And I was like, "Girl, the food is bomb." <laughs> <laughs> Girl, the food is bomb. Whatever you, you are thinking about, it? I'm gonna need you to keep thinking about yeah. it while you were cooking because <laughs> it was just like, uh, like these things they stop us and they hinder us from being where we want to go. But you have to like get to that point where you deal with what did what what did this person teach me or what did this person say to me that stopped me from getting to where I wanted to go. And it, it stops with those little it starts with those little seeds and it stops, but it stops with you. Like, mm-hmm. it's whether or not you want to keep all water watering this plant or throw that shit out the window because it's staking up the whole house. Yes. <laughs> it's staking up the life and it's taking up too much oxygen. I need my oxygen back. So. I feel like it. I just kind of experienced
0: something like what you're saying. I had to write this paper a few days ago as a math autobiography, just talking about, like, my math experiences. And I fucking hate math. Like, I hate <laughs> math so much. <laughs> So I'm, like, all pissed off. I'm, like, what the fuck? Do I have to write a stupid paper about, like, my math experiences? So I, like, sit down and I just, like, start typing and it all comes out. I'm, like, throughout my years of schooling, like, there's teachers telling me that I wasn't good at math and, like, I took that, like, internally, like, took it to the heart but never have, like, really, like, realized, like, how much I, like, was, like, I can't do math because that's, like, literally all I've heard, like in my paper, I wrote this one teacher told me that, like, trying to teach me math is, like, beating a dead horse. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm bad, y'all, like, and I internalized it, and, like, also, like, I have a math learning disability, too, so, like, I just, like, really, like, took it to, like, my whole heart, and now I'm teaching math. <laughs> oh, I was, like, my
4: gosh.
0: It's, it's still a whole thing but (laughs) but. (laughs) we're not there like my kids are we are in this like full wholeheartedly like we're in it together like we're confused a lot of the times like we're doing a lot it's i feel bad whatever these kids are gonna be fine (laughs) but it like made me realize like how am i gonna show up like am i gonna Mm -hmm. be like i hate math like no, I'm like I will never say nug- another negative thing about math, and mm-hmm. especially to kids, and also like projecting like my hurt and insecurity like onto others, especially mm-hmm. like young people. So yes. it was like a f- kind of like full circle. I'm like,
4: damn. And I bet now, with be you being a me. teacher, like now <laughs> you see where your teacher was coming from. She was probably like frustrated and not oh. getting some dig last time. <laughs>
1: I gotta like, deal with this I'm kid again. I gotta deal
4: with this kid. You're beating a dad horse. I, like- <laughs> I really was not about it either. But I was like, man, everybody, everybody has their strengths and everybody has their weaknesses, right? And you look at that person, that one person in math class that gets A's all the time. You're like, oh, I wish I could be like them. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that these people get applauded in public for what they do in private. Like, mm-hmm. they practice the habits.
0: Of You're right, because I wasn't studying <laughs> <on> multiplication.
4: <Exactly.
0: laughs> I wasn't out here not studying, studying like, that.
4: <laughs> like, and I see powerful speakers, and I'm like, damn, I want to be like that. Like, I want to be able to get behind a camera and talk to people and, like, grab the audience and talk, like, and have these people feel like as if they're hugging me on stage. But I had to realize you have to get to that point of practicing it. So I started getting on lives and stuff and just like you're a math teacher at this point like how does that feel (laughs) Uh, how does it feel
0: i wish i could say it felt good but every day i'm just like worried because i'm just like oh god (laughs) (laughs) y'all
1: i'm like trying
0: to do i have had to be like we're in this stage of math right now where we have to do a lot of word problems and Mm. I don't mm. know if y'all ever had to do multi-step word problems recently as an adult, but nope. that shit's no joke. It's hard as fuck. I'm, like, trying to teach, like, today even. I'm, like, trying to teach rounding, and it's <laughs> fucking hard to, like, get the concept of rounding. Like, it's a difficult concept to grasp, mm-hmm. I think. I had troubles with it, but <sighs> these I'm, kids you throwing out crazy answers that I'm not prepared for either, <laughs> and I'm just, like... Go sit down. Just go sit down for right now. We, I'm writing this question on the board because I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Like this is like one of you guys were
3: supposed to get the answer right. (laughs) Come on
2: now. (laughs) Like what? Somebody go. (laughs) This is
3: what I'm teaching you for.
2: Okay. Try again.
0: (laughs) It is a struggle, but it is beautiful. (laughs) Like the, the beautiful part about it, I think for me, is that. I have never really been in a position where I like full heartedly am learning from my students. Mm. Like these kids know what they're doing. I I'm like, yo, you come up to the board, <laughs> show these kids what to do, <laughs> show them what to do. You got this. And like, that's awesome. And I just get to learn from them, and so that's been really cool. Just mm-hmm. to like take a different step back as a mm-hmm. as an educator and. Just like, like I don't know.
4: First of all, I just hope I y'all get this you for right. even being a math teacher when you felt like as if you didn't even want to do math. I don't. I math secondly, is not like. Funny. Secondly, <laughs> man, the fact that you realize that you are learning from your kids is that says a lot about you because everybody feels like as if, oh, I'm an adult, so you're gonna listen to me, and Mm-mm. I'm not. I hate gonna that mentality. That mentality is played out. That's played out. Like let's get rid of that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things
0: that we need to get rid of, but definitely that adultism.
4: (laughs) At all. Hashtag not in style. Not
0: (laughs) Not at all. Seriously. Um. Yeah. So you were in the military, your life coach. What other let's talk about spirituality. I really (laughs) want to just like okay. dive into like your spiritual practice and what that means for you and mm. how you've developed that over the years and like where that spark came from to even like, how did spirituality come
4: into your life? You know what I mean? So I think spirituality, spirituality has always been a part of my life. I just didn't know what I was using it for. Like, well, actually I knew I what I was using it for, but I was, I grew up. I'm Christian. I believed in God, or I believe in God still, Um, and I believe that there is like some this higher power that is just you know over all of us. That's what I feel. And um, I was using the church as a way to get away from home at one point because my mom wasn't. She stopped going to church, and I felt that I needed to go to church because I just didn't know. What to do? Like I didn't have an outlet. Like I was like, I'm talking to God, but I have no clue who this person is <laughs> or who this thing is that I'm that I'm supposed to be praying to. Um, but once I, I think maybe when I was 20, when I got when I, I was in the military and I was going to this um this church in Hawaii, and I'm not going to say their names, but I just got tired of the church being a business. I got tired of the church being a business. I yeah, that nonprofits don't pay taxes, y'all. You know so you see these <laughs> mega churches. This is no offense to those who are like you if you guys are, are you are still Baptist Christian or Christian or Roman Catholic or whatever, power to you, it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. So now I believe that there is a higher power. There there is God, but spirituality is something that is self that if you don't know self, how can you know how you if you don't know how you feel, how can you know spirituality mm. or how can you know self so when i j i had i had just started getting into like meditation um last year and i had i don't even know how. I know I've always known about meditation. Actually, there was one of my one of my friends. She she said she set me and my ex wife up to do this uh, this meditation with her and her husband. And <laughs> and I laid down and I started and they got they got so serious. They were so serious, and I have this coping mechanism where I laugh and I smile all the time when I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like just yeah, nervous, yeah. Or, or I'm just like, what the fuck is yeah, going right. on? <laughs> yes, <laughs> people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit! All right. And I didn't know that some people, like some people, take meditation so seriously to the point where they like. She was setting up the candles. And I didn't know what we were about to do. I just knew that she said we are about to meditate. I was like, okay. Well, she was, like, setting up the candles on the side. And she laid us out yoga mats in front of the TV. Her and her husband were on the couch. And they were, like, you know, about to sit and, like, do the whole thing. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> do, I just, do I just lay here and, and you know, just... uh. Um. What do I think about? Like, was it a guided meditation? It was a, I no, it no. wasn't a guided meditation. She was just doing like the okay. full on, like just, just music. And we get in the middle of it, and I open my eyes because I started thinking about some crazy stuff, and I just started laughing. And I interrupted the whole thing, <laughs> and, my, and my wife at the time. She looked up at me and she just knew that I was just like out of control and I couldn't stop laughing. So I'm like looking at her in the face like, fuck, I
2: think I messed up that little, little thing. <laughs> she's like, you need to get that fuck out of here.
4: <laughs> but I was so thankful for that moment though, because it, 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 it planted a seed. And months later, I got into it myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to start off with YouTube meditations and, and do like a, a 10 minute guided one. And still to this day, I use that same 10 minute one and I'll give it to you. Um, it's it's a really good one, and it goes um it it ta- uh it goes into the different chakras, which it goes into the um the root chakra, the I sorry, I say the punani chakra because that's yes. what it is, you know, the solar plexus, the heart, and then it goes to the throat, it goes into um the mouth, um the third eye, and then the crown. Um, so in just these little ten minutes, ten minute increments of so doing it every day for seven days. I ended up having anxiety and depression really bad, and I didn't know what the hell was going on and At the time, I was in the military, <clears throat> so I go to the doctor they diagnosed me with um chronic anxiety and chronic depression. Well, <clears throat> what I didn't realize, but <laughs> I found out r- later on <clears throat> is that when you get back when you get into your spirituality and you start asking questions about what it is that you want to manifest for yourself or what it is that you want to heal from or where you where you want to go your body answers you back your mind answers you back and so I was getting memories of being grabbed by my hair by my mom I was getting memories of being talked to like a dog when I was little or being like just I was I was just getting these things back and it was just hurting me so bad, and I was crying and I was shaking and I was like, "What the fuck is going on with me?" And I didn't realize that spirituality was something that it's not something that you know; it's something that you feel. So now, as a life coach, telling somebody what their spirituality sh- spirituality should be. Or telling them what they should believe in isn't something that I would ever do. The main thing that I would tell them is to start asking yourself questions. Start really looking into yourself and start meditating on your own questions because your body knows and your soul already has the answers for you. Like at the core of who we are is perfect. Which, oh,
0: it's so <laughs> beautiful, but why can't we trust that voice? Because we do know what.
4: That's we do know, like you're, you're mixing up uh, the voices because this is ego, yeah, ego. But ego, ha, you have to realize the mind is the True mind, self. but ego is not you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you have your mind, but ego is not you. It's just a part of the survival brain that's trying to help you or or keep you from well, it can help changing that habit. Shutting the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to shut the fuck up? But like pushing it away. Is what keeps us stagnant when you push it away because you're, you're rejecting your growth. And there is some things that in this ego, the ego got it from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever it tells you, whether, like, I, I go in the kitchen, I'm like, damn, I wanna make myself like some eggs or something. Then I look at the dishes and I'm, my, my ego is just automatically like, bitch, you ain't gonna do those dishes. <laughs> Like okay, I'm not disciplined. <laughs> I shouldn't do the dishes, or I shouldn't get this pot out. Let me just go back to my room, drink
2: some water, and I'll be fine.
4: <laughs> it's something as simple as that. But in order to fight the ego, and in order to get into, you have to get out of the mind and into the heart. And when I first started realizing that, or or knowing that, which I that's after I was like watching um Dr. Dispenza and, um, I didn't get into Tony Robbins yet, but uh he started there was um there's like specific meditations that you can that that's guided on the heart chakra or even the mind chakra to where eventually you're not thinking when you meditate you're focused on breathing, and then when the ego starts going throughout the day, you're conscious of your ego and you're conscious of what you're thinking about, so if my mind is telling me. You're not going to do those dishes. is because I've been lazy before. So, okay. So, now in order to break that habit, I got to tell. I got to tell this motherfucker I'm about to do these dishes. (laughs) So, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to do at least some. But... You don't judge yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to stop judging yourself. And that is how you break ego. Because the ego is the biggest judge. It's the biggest asshole. Yeah, my ego is a fucking prick. (laughs) Word of God. Mine is too. God. Mine is too. Like, trust me. I know. let me be. (laughs) And I had to break through it. Like, I had to freaking... Man. I have fought with myself talking to myself and telling myself no you're not going to believe this or you're not going to believe that and there's, there's this there's this other thing too because we can tell ourselves that we're not going to believe something but understanding the brain and the mind you understand that there's some words that your brain is just like yeah right <laughs> like you're not going to tell me it's basically calling not. your bluff uh-huh calling your bluff so there's this lady um i think i don't want to get her name wrong but she's one of England's, or I want to say England, or Britain. She's Britain's. She's one of Britain's like most number one um, therapists. And her name will come to me, but I can't think of it right now. But she says, there's some words that your mind just will not take. So you have to when you change your language, you have to take these out of your out of your language. So they're don't, they're not, no, um." Can't pretty much all of the, the, the compound words, <laughs> not compound words, but the uh, what are, the, what are they called? I can't even think of like English terms, right like the can't, can't, don't, don't, right? So, shouldn't, when, you wouldn't, tell, when, couldn't. You, when you tell yourself I, it shouldn't, yep, and couldn't, all that stuff. So, when you tell your brain, um, I'm not gonna do this today. That's not gonna happen. Like your brain is gonna be like, yeah, right, bitch. Like for real, <laughs> you really think that you're not gonna do that? No. So I started changing the way how I say things, and I would say I refuse, or um, what was the biggest thing? The biggest one I started saying was I refuse. Like I refuse to um to go my day without doing the dishes go throughout my day without doing the dishes or I refuse to um, pass by something and not pick it up because really what it is is your ego is basically telling you that you're not disciplined. So now every single time you pass by that piece of paper on the floor, you're proving it to yourself. And so you're doubting yourself before the ego even starts doubting you. So the ego is just downloading information. And then now it starts implementing that information once you say you're going to do something like you're yeah, right. So in order to basically get yourself into baby steps of doing something for your mind, to get your mind more, un- like, you know, controlled, you just start picking up stuff or you pass by, do one dish at a time or whatever the case is. But that you slowly start switching, changing your focus to be more positive positive. And mm-hmm. I hope I'm... Oh, you guys are... You're yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So there's this chemical in the brain called dopamine. Do you guys know mm-hmm. what that is? Oh, I'm... Yeah. So dopamine, Good friend of <laughs> mine. Dopamine your has to do with your addictions. And dopamine and a lot of things, too, is that people feel like is if we just eat food. You eat your languages. You eat your language. You eat what you think about. You eat what you learn. You eat the... the, the energy of people around you, you eat all of that. And so what dopamine is, is the things that you're addicted to. And in our society, I feel like as if we're addicted to negative things, so we're automatically going to gravitate to negative things, right? Right. But you have to shift your focus to help your dopamine be more addicted to you doing better for yourself. So when I pick up that Mm. paper... I say, good girl, you did good today. Yes. <laughs> or when I wash that dish, I'm like, I did that, you know, like. And you just practice that habit of getting like becoming more positive, and seeping that into your day, into your everything. And also setting intentions too that's another that's another big oh, yeah. thing. I but, am, where's my panda planner? <laughs> <laughs> but as you start doing those things, you start lessening the mind, then you start doing things more from the heart because you want to do those things, and it's making you feel happy and love and gratitude are the biggest vibrational you know energies that you can or the biggest vibrational frequencies that you can that you can be at or use because that's what is going to help you attract abundance or attract the things that you want to manifest for yourself and also get you closer to self. So Mm -hmm. that is how you get to spirituality. That's it. (laughs) Like basically lessening the mind, getting more into your heart, understanding yourself, talking to yourself more often, talk back to the ego. Like that motherfucker can go, you know, <laughs> tell it to go to hell. Sometimes, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still do this whether you like it or not. Yeah, and that's it. Mm. That's it.
3: I love that. Is that would you say for your clients that you have? Do you start that small where maybe you guys are because I know you break it down into the six components. Mm-hmm. Do you have them right? Like, I refuse to not do a dish today, and then. <sighs> Or is it really just dependent on the person?
4: First of all, right now, my clients are my friends and my family. <laughs> and they love to listen to me. But do they really... I don't feel like people really do things when they, when it's for free. You know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> like unless you pay for that shit and you spend your hard-earned money on that, that's when you take it easy. Like, you know, like, for, like, for sure. Unless you have a friend that's, like, down. Okay, girl, I'm going to do this. You know? But... For the clients that I want to have, and for the, the clients that I'm manifesting for myself, so I have no problem with saying I have no clients right now, as I know I will have them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want people to, when we write, okay, so first of all, when we write down the six six components, I have them write down that. And I write it down for myself, too, so I can keep tabs on you. Um, but every time, like for, for you, for instance, for spirituality, when you do the 10-minute meditation... I want you to set a goal. And when you set a goal, it has to be a smart goal, which is, um, you guys know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specific, measurable, atta- uh, attainable, realistic, and timely. So um, you, spit, you, you set a specific goal. I want to do meditation for the next seven days, 10-minute. 10 10, I'm going to do a 10-minute meditation for the next seven days. Every time you do that 10-minute meditation, you write what you feel afterwards. So the first time you do it, okay, I'm going to focus on my breathing. Or the, for the first seven days of you doing meditation anyway, you should be focusing on your breathing. Um, but the thoughts that come across your mind, you have to leave them and let them be. And that's what a lot of people have a problem with. Because once you, once you have that thought that, that crosses your mind, the reason why you get into that bad mood or your ego takes control and you start, you start going into like a snowball effect, it's because you attach emotion to that thought. So once you attach emotion to that thought, now you're angry or now you're sad, and then you start thinking about something else. Then you become mad as fuck,
3: yeah. <laughs> and your whole and day's you ruined.
4: Depressed and your whole day's ruined or your whole mood's ruined. But it just started off with that one thought. So when I, <laughs> what I would like <laughs> is for you to write how you feel after those ten minute increments, and you will start. You don't read it until that that seven days or however long you you set that goal for yourself, right? And you see the pattern of your thoughts start to change. And you see how you've grown in just that little bit of time, whether it be on the spiritual path, the occupational path, or whatever the case is. So there's different things to do for each component, but it's just about writing and keeping tabs on. I just just like writing down thoughts anyways. I feel like it makes it tangible Mm -hmm. so you can see them. But um, yeah, I like I would love for you to just write down everything, <laughs> and then tell me too, so I can oh, know. know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you thinking about, girl? What you thinking about, girl? <laughs> what was that thought that came across your mind today? But it's 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 a yeah, yeah. it's um it's work. Uh, it's work to heal. It is. And I can talk about me being happy as hell. You look happy all the time. <laughs>
3: yeah, I try to be, but people do piss me off. So, I'm a Gemini. It's <laughs> like sour <laughs> or sweet, bitch. What you gonna get? Like what you
4: want. <laughs> but um, <laughs> a lot of people say it like, you know, a lot of people see people healed and they're like, oh, that looks so easy. But healing is crying. It's angry. It's depressing it can be it can be a lot of things but the end result is always the best because you we put so much work into being negative and when you put so much work into being positive and then you get rewarded for being positive that's like the biggest like this time last year I was having anxiety attacks and I was depressed and I was sad and now I'm having happy attacks. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, I love that. I call it a happy attack. I had a love attack for the first time last year during, like, I think it was like the fourth month into my divorce. I had the first happy attack in front of my ex-wife too. I had the, f- and I was crying, and I was, but I was happy, and I was like, "What is going on with me?" And she came out. She was like, "Do you need a hug?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what's wrong? She was like, I am j I was like, I am just so proud of myself. Mm. I am so proud of myself for going through this, not fucking you up, not messing up your stuff. Cause that's not a real thing. That is. And when you do the work and you <laughs> man, when you do the work, and I'm I feel like I'm about to cry right now because it's so, it's so it, it got real. <laughs> like there were so many things that I felt like as if I could have done, but I just didn't because I was like, "Is this good for me? Like I might be doing this because I miss her, but what is that going to get me? <laughs> I'm still going to mm-hmm. be in a divorce. I'm st- she's probably still going to hate me. I probably won't even be able to like. I just couldn't. So I was just like, "But love attacks. That's where it's at."
3: Mm, I don't Ooh. want it any other
4: way <laughs> at all.
3: <laughs> I'd love attacks sound good. Yeah. That sounds like the type of shit, the overcoming, like, you're just so happy, <laughs>
4: smiling, <sun-sided, laughs> like, yes, bitch. Yeah. And I got it out of just being vulnerable and, not, and allowing myself to be vulnerable without being judgmental. Because I've always been a very loving person. And I thought that that was a con for me. Like, I was like, these people just step on me and they feel like it's a, it's okay. Um, but I came to realize, I was like, this is a positive thing. Because throughout anything, everybody knows that they can get unconditional love from me. You know what I mean? And whether I get it back or not, that's not on me, that's on them. So once I realized that, I was like... Just, just, just go through life, girl. You got this. <laughs> yes. If they piss you, off, just go to go to the corner for a little bit and do <laughs> take a walk Talk to yourself. Yeah. Take a walk. Go to nature. Like just, just take a walk. But nobody is worth my peace now. Mm. Nobody is worth my peace. Like I refuse. That's oh, yeah.
3: a beautiful place to be and a hard place to get to. Mm-hmm. For sure. It is. I feel like we need to celebrate that. I feel like yes. this would be the <laughs> best time. To do our Beats Breakdown. <laughs> Woo-woo. a. So we have, we, got? we have a Denver homie. We got Crits with his song, Uh. <laughs> it's literally called Uh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. The Butcher, what you got to say? Tommy, spin that shit. Ay. party in a club I don't know maybe shuffle a little bit yeah I'm done
0: for some like factory party ecstasy vibes
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding I can't I (laughs) can't unless you have it (laughs) um
0: that was awesome so let's bring in for our Babs moment KMOFO,
3: what kind of bab were you? Um, I feel like I have been a beautiful ass bitch this week. Um, I have been doing the things that I've been saying that I'm gonna do. I'm almost a month strong of no fast food. Woo! yeah so yeah that's huge i know and i'm just proud of myself for like the little changes i've been implementing in my life so making me feel all beautiful and shit i oh, love
4: it <laughs> i love that my tank? yes girl i did homework <laughs> <laughs> yes. like when you guys told me about this whole thing i was like okay so i came up with four they're not all good but I think they're all good. Yes, they're they're all good. That is is all that matters. (laughs) So I got bold as I am beautiful, which is an affirmation that I feel like a lot of us should should have. Um, Badass balance is um, an intention that I set for myself. Um, Beaming above bombing is mind over matter for me. Um and brilliance after bullshit. That's like yeah. I have to end with that one because that is amazing. <laughs> that was my twenty twenty bath moment right there. So yes, brilliance over bullshit after bullshit. I meant to say. So I love that.
3: You use, I love that. You gotta use that bullshit to fuel your brilliance. Yes. Like you really do for real. Definitely. I love all of
4: those. Me too. Thank you. Um.
0: I think mine would be ugh, I don't have a word for this, but similar to yours, like I was making little changes that made my life easier. So I would say balanced ass bitch. Like I was living a pretty balanced life. Like I was fucking doing my dishes, I'm doing my homework this semester, you guys. <laughs> Woo,
3: let's keep it up.
0: <laughs> Woo. I'm, like, getting into bed on time. Like, not – you know what I mean? Like, everything is balanced. I feel good. That's awesome. I'm coming up to week three. (laughs) So hopefully I can maintain it because –
4: I suck. Once, you know, once I, once I get in, girl, once I get into week take it three, a at a time and say okay, I got this homework done. Okay, bomb. Let me right. do these dishes. Okay, bed is made. Bitch, you are you are great.
3: <laughs> the gravy
4: train. Mm. <laughs> you mm. got it. You got it for sure. Oh my gosh, you guys! Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh really, God, for this real. This has been amazing.
3: How can people? Reach out to you to become one of your clients, or maybe use the. You have a whole bucket of tools, <laughs> yeah. really. So how how can people get to you? All right,
4: so you guys can get to me on www.naturalfitness.com dot com. That is n a p t u r a l fitness. dot com. Um, that's where everybody books, or you can book and um. My Instagram is also natural fitness. I also have a youtube account um a YouTube channel that is natural fitness as well um so you guys can get either some tips from my YouTube channel or book a session with me and also for you guys, anybody who books through Babs or after Babs or emails me and lets me know that you guys um know about me from Babs, I will give you guys a free session free whole hour oh, wow. besides the one that you uh. You buy so
3: Oh so Aww. literally a free session mm-hmm. just from saying they heard this. Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs>
4: I heard it about
3: one drug. I think it would be really useful. Yeah. Like yeah. It is. Why not invest in yourself? hmm mm. Why not? Exactly. Okay, twenty
4: twenty one, we out here. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Like we invest in so many things and we like, how how often do you see a massage after you get one? <laughs> like, you get one, you feel it for a little bit, but then you go back to doing the same things that you've been doing for that major back hurt in the first mm-hmm. place. It's always that true. same old, same old <laughs> <You know, laughs> like thing that you wrapped up. Is something that's going to help the habits change. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm I'm all in for that. Investing awesome. yourself. Yes. And
3: we'll put all of your, we'll put your IG and everything in the show notes okay. so everyone can easily find cool. it.
4: Cool cool
3: awesome well thank on you. on that
4: note
0: <laughs> i hope everyone takes some time after this episode to just like find some self-love or just mm-hmm. something beautiful about themselves and
4: yes that's let's a wrap Babs. Well, oh my gosh can you can we all say something beautiful about ourselves oh, oh let's, yeah let's do it let's do it uh what's beautiful about me i'm always smiling Even when I'm crying, I'm smiling. (laughs) Like so great. (laughs) So
0: that's me. (laughs) Go ahead, k Um,
3: I'm always real with myself, so hmm. I uh, sometimes don't like it. Um, but I think it's beautiful, and it's really helped me be the person I am. So yes. Um. I'm here for that realness, baby. <laughs> I don't like when people are fake to me. I actually think that's like the biggest insult. Like, I would rather have someone, even if they think it's hurtful, I would, if you can tell say it me. to my face. Yeah, because that's respect. You know what I mean? Like, I respect you enough to tell you what you did that I'm not cool with so we can like come together and solve this. Mm-hmm. Fake bitches, you ain't for me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, No. Um yeah
4: Mm -hmm. yeah we'll talk about that one yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) um I think for me I would say that something beautiful about me is my passion like when I am feeling something and loving something like I'll literally work for free (laughs) like work my fucking heart out and that is I'm a passionate person so that's awesome that is beautiful
4: it's very beautiful
3: yeah all right, Babs. All this beauty and love. Oh, yes. Oh. Enjoy your Saturday evening. If you get a free shot, say something nice to that person. Yes. Remember, we're grateful house. Yes. All right. Peace out. Good night.